everybody, and welcome to Talk Woo Woo to Me, a supernatural podcast. I am your host, Athena Rodriguez. How's it going? Have you listened to the, the last uh, episodes? Are you intrigued yet? Are you maybe just a bit curious what's going on? I think I think I am. I just personally, that's just my side. I'm pretty curious about it. Uh, you know who I want to know if uh, if they're curious about it. Uh, my my lovely and absolutely beautiful husband, uh, Monkey Sam Medina. Oh, I think you meant a different husband. Oh no, just the beautiful one. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I do feel pretty intrigued with the last two episodes, and I want to know where we're gonna go from here. So this episode, I'm kind of like putting towards uh, what I figure is one of the most interesting things that I experience, which is uh, my dreams. My dreams. Sleeping state. Or, I guess, yeah, I mean, I feel like, yeah, it's called sleeping state, but it never feels like I rest. Yeah. Yeah. Follow your dreams. That's what they say. (sighs) Surely. So, uh, dreaming is usually a, a bunch of images about your day and what you're going through and just kind of how your body assimilates all of that information, uh, while you're in your, uh, sleeping cycle. Um, and I think that what I dream the most is, uh, lucid dreaming. Uh, every, every dream I've had is, uh, very lucid, very, uh, I, I guess, real feeling. Yeah. Feels real. Do so, you remember your dreams? I do sometimes. And when I am in the dream, it feels real. And then I wake up and I'm just like, whoa, that wasn't real. Oh, wow. I have the, the it feels so real that I almost feel like I don't sleep ever. Wow. Like I go into uh, my sleep state and it just feels like I wake up in another world. And that's usually what it looks like every time I wake up in my, I guess, uh, dream state. I don't know how to explain that in a different way. (laughs) I guess what I'm saying is, is that, um, one of the strongest suits that I have is my ability to dream. And I know that a lot of people, they refer to their dreams as, um, you know, just a bunch of garbled, you know, weird messages and shapes and colors and stuff like that. Uh, my dreams, they don't feel very garbled. They feel like sometimes I'm watching a movie or they look uh, like... Um, I don't know how to explain it. I guess a movie or um, a firsthand experience of a different reality. Yeah, I think that's the way to say it. A lot of people's dreams are nonsensical, you know? Just Mm -hmm. like little adventures that their brain makes up. Yeah. So... I have had lucid dreams since I was little Um, from the dreams that I can remember from when I was really, really young is uh, I used to get a lot of horrible nightmares and um, reoccurring ones were like of my uh, parents being tragically killed in like a fire or, you know, something relatively scary just you know worried about them uh, getting harmed or hurt and then uh it just moved on to whoever was super important in my life i would start having dreams of them being harmed or hurt and i told my mom about it and she was like to the point uh just wondering if i wanted her to die and that's not very helpful to a kid who doesn't know why they're having the dreams they just want to you know let someone know because it's scary to to see people that you love being hurt or harmed and you don't know if it's something that's going to happen in real life and i like i said back in the day i didn't really know how these you know gifts work and and stuff like that so uh it was really kind of scary for me and 
I didn't quite have uh, backup from my dad at the time, but I knew that he dreamt a lot too. Like I know, I know that he used to like have the flying dreams, but I'm, I'm pretty sure my dad had also the like really lucid dreams that I have. And he just kind of like drowned them out with maybe some alcohol because that's the only way to really get out of it is being blackout drunk, I think, personally. Yeah, it's just so you don't remember. Yeah, you don't have to deal with it because it is, it does feel real. And sometimes it's like situations where you would not want to be going through physically. I've had dreams where... um it's always like a apocalyptic era and uh, there's a lot of fighting and running and hiding and explosions, explosions, and... uh, people looking for you, um, death. yelling, screaming death. And I don't think that in my waking life that it feels that way. I know that I do get an anxious, but I think the anxiety is more because I, um, I don't know, I, I feel like I, uh, I don't need to be anxious about things, but I can feel it coming on. So I don't know if it's one of those things where the anxiety is starting to come in because of uh, unknown things to myself lately. So the, the anxiety mimics me not knowing what's going on like the unknown and uh that's well that's just a personal side note for myself i guess <laughs> but um i i think the dreams are really interesting because we don't know really what happens scientifically i guess we do know you know the the mental images are just like filtered stuff throughout the day but i feel like there's so much more i feel like it's like almost being poured back into uh source consciousness and we're all swirling in that when we're in our dream state we're able to kind of like look at other people's perspectives and stuff like that and i think that's what i do to be uh to be honest i feel like that's what what i'm doing i'm just kind of like going back into that collective um when it comes to that dream state i don't know i i i've been told that a lot of people uh don't lucid dream very often and i feel like i i have it every night do you do you ever have like um multiple lucid dreams I'm not even sure what a lucid dream is. Is that where you like see your body and you like rise up out of it? Like you know that you're dreaming. And usually when I'm dreaming, I think it's real. Oh, wow. And to like wake up and then I'm surprised that it wasn't real. Oh, dang. I've had a few that I, I, I thought were real. But only because it felt like it involved, like, real people with me. Like, my kids or stuff like that. But I've had some that were just, like, really bonkers. There, They would be um, out of this world. How do I say that? Yeah. Like, I'll have dreams where um, it looks like I'm on a completely different planet. Uh, the people around me don't really look recognizable. Um, I don't really know a language that they're speaking. I just go by the feels. And I've seen some pretty like destructive stuff. So I don't know if I've seen things that are like from civilizations that are no longer here or were um, over in the cosmos on a different planet. I always find that very interesting because we we don't really know a lot about other life forms out there, right? We don't. I feel like I'm just talking. I'm rambling. <clears throat> what about when you quantum leap almost into somebody else's life, but it was a dream for you? Oh, that one. That one was a uh, was 
I feel like it is probably the most interesting, but also uh, really scary because I don't know what's happening to the person that I'm, I guess I am. So it it's very much like the show Quantum Leap. And I'm talking about like the Scott Bakula one, the like where, you know, he's jumping into a different body. Oh, trust me, nobody knows there's a new one. <laughs> he's jumping into a different body um, and he sees his reflection and he, you know, finds out why he's there and and who he is and stuff. Um, most of the time, I don't know who I am, though. Um, like I will have a different body. I... We'll see a different face in the reflection or or I can see different clothes that I would never wear. Um, people react to me different. Uh, the way that everything is around me, laid out around me, like uh, let's say how a cityscape looks or anything like that looks completely different than I've ever experienced. And I don't really travel much, so that's not really, I guess, much to say, but... Uh, yeah, I find out either if they are wounded and hiding from someone or if um, I'm I, I recently feel like I am. I don't know how to explain it, but it's almost like I project into a person right before they're about to experience something really like impactful, whether it be death or something really frightening or scary. I feel like I jump in the saddle right in that moment. And I don't know what happens to the person, whoever I'm jumping into. I don't know where that person's soul, if they're watching with me or anything like that. And um, yeah, I, I feel like, I, don't, I also don't know why I'm there. I don't know why I am put in that position to do that thing. Because uh, I think I think everybody pretty much knows I'm kind of a weenie, so being put in that kind of like Indiana think, Jones kind of I think of you're a lot seat. stronger and more powerful than you give yourself credit for. So what we theorize is that she leaps in her dreams, she quantum leaps into somebody else's body right before they get killed, or I guess that's that's kind of a gruesome way to say it, yeah. right before they die, uh, for whatever reason. And we also theorize that it gives that person, like their spirit just goes, and she fills the body, and then when that person dies, she comes back to her body, and that person's already gone. Yeah. Whether it's uh, water... Tidal wave. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had that too, where uh, just like just this huge wave starts coming for like a bridge that I'm on with a bunch of people. And uh, I remember that one. That one always makes me sad because I just remember how terrified everybody looked. And my back was facing the wave. So the wave is coming up behind me and I could see everybody's facial expression watching this huge wave come up behind me. And I just remember looking them all in each in their faces, like in their eye. And I'm like, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Because I wanted that to be the last thing they heard, you know? Oh my gosh, it makes me so sad. Woo. Excuse but me. they need you. They need that. They're going to experience that whether or not you're there. And whatever the situation is, whatever's happening, that's where you need to be. And in a previous episode, I think the last episode, we talked about, we theorized it's possible that you may have been there when my dad died. Yeah, that was a, that was also a scary one. Because... And we hadn't met yet. We didn't even know. I mean, we met, you know, we hadn't reconnected yet. True. And so we didn't know each other since middle school at that point. And that was just, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. And it's gotten stronger. I would say every year it just feels like it gets a little bit stronger. There's like a new thing that, like a new uh, upgrade that needs to be addressed and developed. And 
I, it, it really has opened my eyes a lot to how, um, and I know this is getting a little woo-woo, but I also think that it, it opened my mind a lot to how we consider hauntings uh, ghosts. Yeah. Because I feel that when sometimes when we sleep or we have the ability to kind of like astral project into somebody's home and maybe that seems like they're being haunted and it's actually a person who's alive. I've had that also when I do like mediumship readings for people where someone alive will come through and it, they're actually sleeping or taking a nap or something. And I'm like, well, they should be dead because they're talking to me, but it turns out that they're actually uh, quite alive, but they're they're just sleeping or in a, I guess, a, a REM state or something. I don't know how that part works, but I've had it come through and that's really interesting to me because if you consider how many times you uh, visit old uh, locations that you used to live in when you were a kid, like I don't know if anybody else does that, but I have reoccurring dreams about old childhood homes and stuff and how sometimes the home doesn't look the same and it feels like people are doing weird stuff to it but it turns out it's not your house anymore <laughs> it's a completely different house and completely different people live there and you're you're the ghost at that point yeah pretty crazy yeah i guess haunts. crazy isn't what i mean but you know pretty far out man it's pretty far out there uh i've had um I guess there's like the the trope of like different types of dreams that everybody absolutely everybody has and it's the you know the losing your teeth dream uh, dreams of you flying talk more about those because I don't have those dreams you don't have those dreams neither one I've never flown and I've never lost teeth why you've never flown in your dreams no my dreams are realistic I don't know I'm dreaming usually oh wow that's interesting to me. Yeah, so um, uh, the the teeth falling out dream is supposed to be you are, uh, well, some people say that it's supposed to signify uh, death around you, like death in the family. But a lot of uh, a lot of the theories seem to like be more strong about um, something's happening that you can't control. Interesting. Right. So your teeth are falling out. There's something that's going to happen that you that's going to be out of your control. And how you respond to that is basically how you're going to respond in waking life. So if you're like panicking and freaking out, which I would assume, you know, all your teeth falling out, you'd probably be freaked out. It would do. And then you have the flying dreams where you are flying around. Do you um, just jump up like Superman or what? Uh, me, yeah, like Superman, Supergirl. That yeah, too. Just fly around like Supergirl. Well, Supergirl's fictional. Superman is real. Oh my goodness. Anywho. Uh, yeah, I feel like, uh, just flying around like that. Uh, the only thing is, is I noticed that I can't fly, uh, really, really high. I can't like go into outer space or anything. For some reason, uh, when I fly super duper duper high, uh, all of a sudden there's this web. It's like... Uh, webbing like it looks like it's blocked off I can't go too high so you know that's weird can I just change the subject for a second what's up that sounds very interesting because we talked about in the first episode that one of my first earliest um what's the term woo woo thing supernatural thing I guess was my mom was super into Nostradamus when I was a kid mm -hmm. one of the Nostradamus things that was like oh he's right on he's predicting stuff was he saw a spider web around the earth. Oh, wow. And everybody said, oh, World Wide Web, World Wide Web, the internet, the internet. Oh, he predicted the internet. But he could have saw something much greater and much bigger than the internet and whatever you experienced. Wow. I did not consider that at all. Because you said it was a web. Wow. And he yeah. said it was a spider web. That's what it looks like. It's like, it's very, like, it's tough. You can't get through it. It's very, uh, um. 
A very Truman show. <laughs> it's very yeah, it's very uh blocked off. Um Can you fly over Area fifty one? I don't know. Dang. But there's also points where I'm not even like flying. It feels like I'm being like dragged by an invisible hand to a certain location or area. Yeah. Those ones I'm not a, a particular fan of because I don't like being dragged to a spot. I feel like a lot of the times um I would say like 90% of my dreams are me trying to help people. Yeah. That's pretty that, much that what sense. I'm doing is um trying to locate people, finding people, um helping them uh crossing over things, um helping them by protecting them against something. Um, or like I said, the quantum leap where I just jump in and then I experience whatever it is. Like, uh, sometimes it's a huge impact. Sometimes it's just like a very scary experience. I've, I think some of them are for children because it would be something that a child would, would be very fearful of. I think more so than an adult. It's very weird. Uh, I would love to hear any of what you guys think it might be because that would be pretty rad. I feel like we could all learn together from different experiences. And um, I really do want to, I don't want to say nourish this part of myself, but I kind of do. I feel like if I really focused on expansion on my dreaming state, it it would help a lot for me to understand and be able to navigate through it because it really does feel like I don't sleep at all. And that's kind of, uh, it. that's where I feel like the fatigue is so strong is I don't really rest. And if you could understand it more, maybe you can have a better grasp or control. Yeah, I won't be so feral. Yeah, that... You know? <laughs> So, yeah, I, I feel like um, maybe other people in our family has it. Um, and I really do believe that my dad had it. And perhaps that is why he uh, he was really heavy into drinking. I feel like he was just trying to like uh, dilute that part of himself because it was really strong. And... Um, I don't want to go that same route. So I'm trying to embrace this part of me while simultaneously learning how to uh, use it to help other people. I, I feel like that's always, it always makes me feel good to help other people. So I just kind of go that route because it feels appropriate, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. What about... What about deja vu? Because there's a lot of times where we go play, we go uh, we go to a place, I can't speak, and you're like, I've been here in a dream before, and you just have this sense of deja vu. Oh, that's the worst, because the, the deja vu, the, the dream is usually, well, like I said before, uh, most of the dreams are me trying to locate people that are missing, uh, help people in like really dire moments. So if I recognize a location or a house, or anything in a dream with deja vu, I'm just kind of like, ugh, because it's usually not a, a fun remembering thing. But yeah, I get deja vu almost every day. And I started asking other people how often they get deja vu. And I've heard, you know, different answers. Never every day, never all the time, always like once or twice a month or a year. And that blows my mind because I, I get it very frequently. Either it's from dreams or I'll just remember. It just feels like I remember a moment. And uh, I usually count it as a marker. Like, oh, I'm supposed to feel this. I'm supposed to be here. I'm on the right path right now. That's what it's supposed to be like. It's like my little marker telling me, hey, 
you are supposed to be here at this moment right now doing this thing good job yep that's that's good i don't know i think you don't remember a lot of your dreams but do you have a couple dreams that you can kind of talk us through and kind of break it down a little bit um so we can kind of see the uh the i guess style or type of your dreaming oh man there's so many Okay, so let's uh, let's use um, let's see who would be. Okay, so I I've said this one before where um, I believe that it was like a person or a civilization that doesn't that isn't alive anymore because uh, whoever I was, I jumped into. I jumped into a uh, a person that was trying to run away from something. And I remember we were underground. It seemed like we were underground. And uh, there was dry stuff everywhere. So I don't know if we were in some type of desert area. And I know that whoever we were that I was hiding with, uh, were a bunch of people that were trying to get away from invaders, foreign invaders, something like that. And these foreign invaders, their last uh, attempt to get us out, to flush us out of that area, was to poison the water um, that we had down there. And I remember thinking of how horrible it was that you know, you had something that was trying to control so many people because there were so many people and I can't tell what ages they are, but it seemed like they were small and large and and everything in between. And they were terrified. Very scared. And I was scared because I didn't know what was happening, what was going to happen to them. I didn't know if, if there was going to be, you know, anything to come of that but I know that as soon as I got scared personally that's when everything starts fading and I'm pulled right out um there's also been dreams where I've uh who had really like creepy ones where I looked down and I saw a bunch of um tubes sticking out of my chest it looked like I was having I don't know some open heart surgery or something and it was just a bunch of tubes and and bandages and it it was horrifying but I don't know why I was there I don't know why I popped in and then I was pulled out right before anything really happened those are the ones that I I find really intriguing because it's like okay if I'm supposed to be at a place for a specific reason. I'm just curious of what the reason is for. It can't just be to be a placeholder or just to jump in. There has to be a reason, right? Of course there has to be a reason, but the universe doesn't have time to stop and explain it to you. It has to keep moving. Truly. And then we we already mentioned the, the Lily dream. Yes, we did. That one was a... A big one. I've never had it where it uh, showed me a person that I could like research on. Because a lot of the people that I do see in my dreams, I, I don't think I've ever seen them really in person. Or like discovered uh, who do they knew who they were. Mm-hmm. At all. And yeah. I've tried. Um, I think it's better for it to be anonymous for you. Especially if a lot of these people are, are dying. Mm -hmm. That way you can not attach yourself to it emotionally. Oh, yeah. Because that one time that we went to L.A., I got really upset. I had a dream. And um, in the dream, I was trying to... I, I don't remember when I got there. But I remember that in the dream, I was singing to this little girl... Who thought I was a fairy and then I asked her what she wanted to be when she grew up and she said she wanted to be a princess and I told her that she was already a princess 
And I really didn't think anything of it. But I do remember that when we went to um, L.A., we went to Los Angeles with um, Laura that time. And yeah, I remember that we time. heard all these sirens. And then I guess a, a little girl had stepped out into the street oh, and yeah. was hit by a, a bus or something. I can't remember if it was a bus I or a I think it was just a car. It was, I don't remember what like the it was. Whole, the whole block was like blocked off. And it was this, this huge to-do, and there was a bunch of sirens, and a bunch of people crowding around to look. Yeah. And I think we asked somebody, maybe, what's going on, and they said a little girl got hit by a car. Well, we saw, yeah, and so they had the girl in their arms, and when they turned around, um, I saw her shoe, and it was the same shoe of the girl that was in my dream. So it freaked me out. And so what you're saying about, like, it, it's better to keep it anonymous, I agree, because the it took me a long time to, like, get back to a state of being okay because did, that, did that really girl, was scary. Did she die? I don't think so. Okay, well, that's good. But I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm put there for, like, uh, a person who's about to die or they're just checking out of a really emotional situation. Yeah. Well, what's the time frame between the dream and uh, the incident on the sidewalk? Do you remember that? I think it was just months. Okay. Like months before you had the dream? Yeah. It's always uh, months. I don't think I've, I've really had one where it's really close to it. And if I did, it's just because I wasn't paying attention. Because sometimes I do get stuck in my head just, you know, with thinking of life stuff. Yeah, we all do that. Yeah. Dang. I, uh... I think she should be okay. Now I'm all worried. I'm like, dang, I hope she's okay. That was like three years ago. That was a while ago, man. So yeah, I've had those where, um, like I said, I don't know what I am. So I, I don't know if that little girl saw me as a fairy. I, I think she saw me as a fairy. But it's like, it, it also makes the question of like, when people or children say they see this angel or this uh, fairy or this person... You know, are those walking earth angels? Are those people that are, you know, put into the position of helping others from where they are? You know? Yeah. Are they somebody like you? Or like you guys. Maybe one of you guys out there have lucid dreams and you're a protector or you're helping other people. I feel like a lot of us have these dreams and sometimes we don't even remember it. As soon as you wake up, sometimes it starts fading. It's always good to keep a dream journal because it helps you be able to give yourself a time frame between the time that you had the dream and things that are going to come up or things that are, are working around you. Talk about this dream. Okay. I don't remember too much of it, but I remember... Uh, you're in this room with this table and these people and there was a door and you started going through the door but you felt weird. Do you remember that? Oh yeah. That one was, oh man, that was a while ago. That was a long, long time ago. But it really stuck out to us as a bizarre, um, I don't think bizarre is the right word, um, intense maybe. I'm not sure what the really word is, was. but it really did stick out to us. I think, okay, so the beginning of that part, that dream was, I remember it It looked a lot like a big city town. Um, Somebody's doing donuts in the school, by the way. I do hear it. Sorry, go on. It's okay. So the beginning of the dream, I'm not quite sure. It's a little fuzzy. But I do remember that I was in like a downtown area and it looked pretty busy and then it started raining and um, 
everybody started scattering to get out of the rain and I went under a big tree and a um, worm fell on my shoulder and I thought that was kind of weird. Oh yeah. And I waited out the rain and then I remember that the streets were completely empty after the rain. Like there was nobody walking around. It was like, you know, now that I think of it, it was very like pandemic where everything looked very empty. Wow. Um, Did the skies look extra blue, do you remember? Because no, that was how the pandemic looked. It looked very, like, a lot of these dreams, they look very, like, in the twilight uh, oh, time. Or, yeah. like, super early in the morning when the sky is, like, almost a purpley pink. Um, so there was nobody there. And I remember that it wasn't okay to be outside and um it was you and i and somebody ran over to us and they said come on you could go to to our apartment where it's safer and so i remember we went up it was like at a top floor because i remember there was a a view and there was a lot of people in this apartment and it was almost like i wouldn't say like a refugee but it just had that feel like these people were helping stragglers or strangers that were kind of caught out there just like us and they were trying to feed them and help them and I, I was like oh that's really nice you know and they took us in and I was happy about it and then I went to go look out the window and when I walked over to the window I looked and I remember seeing a bunch of lava and dirt and ash and all kinds of like dark things. There were things like writhing around on the ground, like burning. It was just very scary. And I remember uh, feeling like I was going to fall in almost like you would uh, dive off a diving board on a swimming pool but it just felt like I was just falling forward and then someone grabbed me in my back and they pulled me back in and they were like no you can't see that yet and I remember just like being so grateful because it I thought I was gonna fall into that that thing and I don't even know what it was and I still think that it was something like very spooky uh, I don't want to say hell, but it freaking, <laughs> it looked like a spooky, not great place. <laughs> That's scary. It was scary. But I'm super, like I said, I'm super grateful that whatever it was pulled me back, pulled me back. Because, I don't know, it just felt something very uh, unusual. And for them to say that, I'm not allowed to see that yet. I'm just kind of like, well, does that mean I have to see it later? <laughs> like, <laughs> Have you had any experiences uh, with visits from real life people who may have passed away? Like, I know your dad's been gone for a few years. Um, have you had any dreams where uh, you had like maybe a sit down with him or something like that? Uh, yeah, I do see my dad a lot in my dreams. Um and it's it's such a weird thing because I've whenever I see my dad and my grandmother and you know my uncle, um, it's weird because in my brain I'm like they're dead. Why are they walking around me? Did did I miss something? And then for a second, a split second, my brain is like. Oh, it was a mistake. They're not dead. People made a mistake. That's what it was. They thought that my dad died and he wasn't. That's the only reason he's like around me right now. And that's I, I it was just a mistake and people got it wrong. And I guess we're just going to live with, you know, our loved ones being alive again. And that's fine with me. And then I realize, oh, no, this is uh, I'm dreaming again. And. I've had it where my dad does talk to me, but I've noticed that a lot lately he doesn't communicate with his mouth. It's very feeling oriented. 
sometimes he doesn't acknowledge me, which is really like frustrating, but I think he's, um, I think he's working on something to be, to be, uh, truthful. I really think that he's on a mission because, um, he'll come in to check on me, but it really is to just a quick check. You're still alive. Okay. I got to go do this thing. You know? Yeah. Interesting. Almost to where like once he checks on you, he doesn't see you because he's focused on what he's focused on. Mm -hmm. But you see him, but he's focused on something else. Yeah. Yeah. I had an interesting dream about my mom um, a few weeks after she died. So when my mom was on her deathbed, deathbed literally, quote unquote, um, she was on my grandma's bed. And uh, that's where she lived for the last month of her life or whatever it was. And that's where she died, right on my grandma's bed. And so I had this dream that she was just laying there on my grandma's bed, just like she was. And I was at her bedside, just like I was. And she said... She said, we're going to we're going to fight this. I'm going to fight this. I'm going to beat this. And I said to her, but you're already dead. And she went, I am like to where like, 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 like when you feel like you went to work, but you think you might have left the stove on. Right. So I go, because you're surprised. And you go, oh, oh, shit. Right. And that's how it felt to me. Like she went, I am like and she got like this shocked look on her face. And I was like, yeah, you're dead. And I almost feel, I, I, I feel, I do feel like that was her spirit realizing that she was dead. Yeah. I don't mean, maybe it was even just a day or two. I'm not sure. But like, I just almost feel like I helped her in a way to, to, real, to come to that realization because maybe her spirit was just laying in that bed this whole time. Yeah. You not never this whole know. time, but that time. <laughs> No, I, I, I totally believe it. Like a lot of people believe that beings know when they're dead, when they die. And that's why I say, um, I wonder if it feels like a dream. And that's why they don't know sometimes. Because I've had a lot of like spirits come through and they're like, what? I'm dead? Are you sure? And I'm like, well, you're talking to me so i I, that's the only thing i can think of this isn't dream related uh, but talk about the thing you experienced recently um with the uh person that came through well the the rascal scooter person oh yeah we saw a rascal scooter on tv before we recorded this (laughs) yes um so uh what was that a day or two ago whichever day um, I think it was Saturday because I wasn't, I don't think I was working. I think it was yesterday. Was it? I thought it was Friday. Maybe it was Friday. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We it's don't irrelevant. Know. The, the point is, is that um, sometimes, so I have a, an, a, com- a computer app, a phone app that is called Ghost Tube. And I like to put it on and see what kind of words pop up. And it's supposed to be kind of like a spirit box where... Uh, there's like 875 words loaded and a spirit can pick the words that they need to use to make it work. And it does have a little bit of activity, but I find that just connecting one-on-one is a little bit easier because when they feel like they have to look through the computer for the words, I don't know if it takes them a longer time. I don't know what's really happening there, but I know that when I just like connect with them with me personally not the app i get answers faster but um with well this that's one, the same thing with texting versus a phone conversation yeah right if i'm texting you questions mm-hmm. i'll get the answers faster if i just call you truly so i um so i have the app on and the app uh, a lot of the time people will We'll say things like, uh, who are you? They'll say things like, uh, what's this? Where am I? It's very the same as, you know, when you're doing a a channeling session. And, you know, I had this person coming through and they were just like, I'm confused. I don't know where I am. 
Um, they talked about being uh, a grandfather and that uh, they were elderly. It it was just a lot of words that you kind of had to piece together, but we really couldn't make any sense of it. Um, and when I tuned in directly, it was still a lot of being confused. So I felt a little bad about it because I, I didn't really know how to help the person. I did my best and I even had um, brought in a little bit of help from my guardians to to try to help them cross over because I feel like when they're at that state, um, the only reason they really come to me is is to cross over. So uh, I, you know, welcome them to the light. I let them, you know, do their thing and uh, wish them the best because they can always choose not to go, you know, they, they could choose not to go. You don't have to go. To the light, but you can't stay here. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, Must be uh, last call. Yeah. And so um, later on in the evening, um, I was looking on Facebook and a Facebook, uh, I guess, incident from the Tracy PD popped into the Facebook and they were saying that an elderly man um, was hit at like before six in the morning that day. And, uh, one of the first comments was this girl saying, um, my grandfather didn't deserve this. And it was so sad because you could see that it was, uh, it was super early in the morning. People drive crazy around here and he was just kind of lost. And I guess just being a light bulb over here they kind of and it's not too far from us he was uh hit quite uh close to us actually so it wouldn't be such a huge track for him it wouldn't be and i feel like you know just a few blocks away he would see your light shining and he would just be drawn to it they're just drawn to you they don't know why it's just this thing like a I, I, I know it's a disgusting comparison, but I always refer to, compared to like a moth to a light bulb, you know? Hey, I love moths. <laughs> All right, well. Well, um, I, I feel like also, um, I, you know, I don't want to say that they, they don't know why they're drawn to me. Because sometimes I feel like my guardians or, you know, something pulls them over here without, you know telling them what's up because every time i i see someone pop up here out of nowhere it's always like they look at me and they're like who are you that's i i hear that so much from spirits that it it just makes me go well who are you yeah you know (laughs) like it's so crazy because if other spirits bring you know spirits to you it's like they can't help them cross over they need you to do it yeah, but at the same time, I, I just find it funny because you would think that, uh, you know, along the way of bringing them over to, like, someone like me or, you know, a priest or I don't know what else they would bring them to, you'd think they would say, hey, by the way, I'm bringing you to this person who, you know, helps people like you and I with no body. You know what I'm saying? Well, but a lot of just times like, the people may not even know they're dead. And so that spirit doesn't want to go through all that bullshit of be like explaining everything to them. Oh, dang. <laughs> so they're just going to let you do it. Oh, man. You know, it's funny that you say it like that because remember how I told you that time I was laying on the bed and uh, we had a the, the who are you? And I was like, oh, no, it was I got hi. And I'm all hi. How are you? And I'm like. I'm good. And then it was just like, here's this random person. And then the random person was like, who are you? Who is she? What is this? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, just not even going to warn me anymore. You're just going to try to. <laughs> Drop him by. And it's funny because uh, a big pet peeve is to come by uninvited or un- unannounced. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I thought that one was funny because it was just like, well, 
Hi, how's it going? Like you already know that that tone of voice where somebody's just like, hey. And you're like, what do I have to do? What do you Exactly. <laughs> Why are you being so nice? I I don't know if this episode on my dreams was being very uh clear for you, but I feel like the more that I learn about uh, all this woo-woo stuff and the more that we listen to other people's experiences and their dreams and and what they see in their stuff, because there could be another person out there that could see the same thing. Yeah, but I feel like maybe if the episode wasn't super clear about your dreams, because your dreams aren't super clear to you. Yeah. So it's not as easy for you to clarify them as much. I don't know. That makes sense? True. Yes. So one of the things that I want to get into is learning dream interpretation. And I know that like dreams are very subjective, but at the same time, I feel like uh, there has to be kind of like a base point that you start off from and then you develop your own, you know, way to interpret your personal dreams. Right. And uh, that's kind of where I want to be, like at least to a point where I can interpret my personal dreams and in that point then I could leap off the the um the board to be able to help other people interpret theirs because that's really where I feel like I'm finding myself nowadays on my spiritual journey is what can I learn that helps me and how can I teach and implement it to other people so it helps them too because I feel like uh, I, I believe in that um, that old saying where you can't help anybody before you help yourself because um, really nobody's going to take advice or listen to somebody who is struggling as much, if not harder than them, right? <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. I feel like it's funny because it's just... Um, how do I explain it? I feel like when you have somebody who you look up to and you think that they possess a lot of strength and knowledge and wisdom and, uh, when they share that with other people, that is such a priceless gift and if you have those abilities and you share them with other people um it, it's almost like it's almost like your abundance yourself because you become the gift there is a very loud car <laughs> outside just like it's music is shaking our entire house <laughs> I don't know what I, I I think what I'm saying is is that I, I really I feel and it could be a unpopular opinion but one of the things that makes you know me feel fulfilled is being of service to others and one of the ways that I could be of service to others is just kind of like a little bit of enlightenment here and there a little light bulb action for the moths, if you will. Yeah, no, I think, I think helping somebody cross over, and maybe not even necessarily helping them cross over, but helping them to get a little bit of clarity uh, with what's going on or what they need to do or something like that. I think that is priceless. I think that is uh, helping on an ultimate level, and it's it's helping people in a way, in an out of this world kind of way. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing. And, you know, I wish we could put a price tag on that, you know, and we'd be the richest <laughs> people in the world, but we can't. And, uh, We're I rich just think, with character. I think that's just, well, character doesn't pay rent. Oh, but, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but I really think that that's an amazing gift to kind of give to, to the world and to the universe. Is to help people cross over. Well, thank you, honey. It'll come through. It always does. Hey, remember that. 
that when you're you're putting your good vibes out there it always comes back and yeah you can't always you know punch the ticket with the you know where you spent it but it comes back in ways that are completely unexpected but absolutely delightful and I want whoever's out there listening to this thinking that uh you know uh the dreams they have while they're sleeping are uh are meaningless and the ones that you have while you're awake are never going to be fulfilled I want you to think about how you are putting those into motion how are you fulfilling your dreams are you actively working towards them or are you just kind of waiting for them to happen to you because I can guarantee that there's only going to be one way for you to achieve them and it's always putting your uh, best effort into it so if this episode did anything for you please let me know do you have lucid dreams are you of the teeth falling out in your dreams uh dreamers or do you dream of falling sometimes oh i hate um, that and you just like wake up and jump like oh yeah or what do does you that have, mean i don't know or do you have the dreams where you uh you um can't find a toilet apparently that's a common dream that's common that's a common dream where you're just looking for a toilet. well the thing is though as i know you've told me that you cannot pee in a dream no i can't and that's I, I'm thankful for that because I feel like if you're letting it go in a dream, you'd probably be, <laughs> be letting it go in real life. I think so. I, I think I think that would probably happen. Good thing though, my my dreams have got me locked and loaded with not letting me pee in my sleep because every toilet in my dream, either the stalls are really low and <laughs> and embarrassing the toilet is disgusting and i can't use it you know my brain comes up with really uh powerful imagery to keep me from uh going in my my sleeps i have a i have a dream thing that i just thought of for myself you did so when i used to work i worked for six years graveyard working in hotels mm-hmm. and hotels can be boring especially mm-hmm. graveyard there's been there's a lot of times where I don't have anything to do for like four hours. And you just sit there. You go on your phone or you listen to your earbuds or you just do whatever, you know? Yeah. And and there's been times where you, you get tired and you start to doze off a little bit. And I was able I never fell asleep at work. Never not one time. But there was a handful of times in the six years I was doing it where I would kind of start to doze off. And as soon as... It's almost like the beginning of The Simpsons. Okay, picture the beginning. The very beginning, right? The Mm -hmm. Simpsons, right? The clouds kind of clear up. And then, like, you see, like, the city of Springfield. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'll be there. I'll be working. And then I'll feel like the clouds separating. And I'll start to see, like, the sky or, like, colors. And then I go, oh, man, I'm dreaming. And I'll just, like, wake up. Because I know that I'm supposed to be at work. And I'm supposed to be, like... (laughs) paying attention to what's happening so as soon as my body realizes i'm dreaming it just automatically wakes up and so there's been a few times where i've started i've started kind of going there and i just stopped myself and pulled right back whoa yeah another thing that started to me started happening to me probably like 2016 or so in in the hotels is uh i would realize that i would be dozing off because when i would snap out of it I would almost feel like an earthquake. Oh, yeah. I feel like uh, my equilibrium is messed up, and I would feel like, whoa, is there an earthquake right now? You feel I would, shaking. I would feel shaking, yeah. like, yeah. And I feel that a lot when I first wake up, and it didn't start happening to me until like around that time, but you experienced that too. What mm-hmm. do you think that is? Uh, I, I used to call it a bad landing, where it's almost like, your body uh, kind of like gets smacked with your spirit. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Whatever part of you I, uh, that astral projects, I feel like when it comes back and it just slams into your body, it makes that feeling of uh, an earthquake. But there could be like a completely medical or scientific reasoning to it. But that's just my little woo-woo I did uh, read a book about astral projecting one time. And it said... Uh, when you astral project, your your spirit 
is almost like tethered yeah. to your body, like almost like a leash. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you wake up and a jolt feeling in a jolt state is because you hit too hard because you're you you jerk on that on that um tether and you you pull your spirit back too hard into your body and that's why you like surprise like jolt awake yeah you know that has a has a term yeah it's called a hypnic jerk you're a hypnic jerk you're a hypnic jerk <laughs> And on that note, everyone, I hope you really like this episode. My dreams, you can catch me on uh, social media at She Shines For You on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Athena Rodriguez Comedy on Facebook. And uh, anything else you want to uh, listen to me or Funky Sam Medina, uh, hypotheticalcomedy.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that we didn't talk your ear off. And uh, I hope to see you on our next episode of uh, Talk Woo Woo to Me. Thanks.